Some say that Arthur Tanner was just a mean drunk who liked to tell tall tales. They say that the town of Jericho Springs never even existed, that Tanner was never sheriff, that he told his stories to sound like a big man and to get people to buy him drinks. No one but those involved ever knew the real truth. Men bought Tanner drinks because they liked to hear what he had to say, though none ever believed him except for the occasional child who wanted so badly for the stories to be true, especially Tanner's story about his brush with Johnny Red, the most notorious gunman of the latter part of the 1880s. The history of it all has been lost to posterity because it all seemed too vivid and vivacious to be reality. The following, however, is how it really happened. It was a cool, clear day in Jericho Springs, crisp as it could be, when Sheriff Arthur Tanner stepped out of the local saloon and into the dusty, unkempt street. It had been of a particularly unexpected climate as of late, leaving some of the town folk quite unhappy and others quite giddy at the relief from the usual dread heat. Recent immigrants from the east found it a welcome boon, reminding them of their days before having departed for lands unknown in an unrelenting desert. Those, however, who had spent much of their lives in the desert climate found it disturbing, almost painful to bear. Some of these malcontents were of such unpleasant temperament that they began picking fights in the saloon or even in the street. Neighbor fought with neighbor, father with son, brother with brother, sometimes turning quite bloody. Sheriff Tanner had been called to the saloon to break up one such fight between Abel Miller and his younger brother, Thomas, a fight that had begun with a round of drinks paid for by Thomas, followed by Abel telling Thomas how he should save his money and not spend it on good-for-nothing dingy dogs you find in such a place as this. Thomas, quite confused, wondered if his brother considered himself one of such dingy dogs. The sheriff quickly ended the fight, ordering the two brothers to part ways or face arrest. Abel felt no inclination toward spending a night in the local jail, having been there many a time, while Thomas was still so enraged at his brother that it took the sheriff hitting the man atop of his head with the butt of his pistol to quiet him and make him loosen his grip on his brother's shirt sleeve. No sooner had Sheriff Tanner stepped a foot from the saloon, he bumped into Maddie Jenkins, paying little attention due to being flustered and a little angry at the Miller brothers' altercation, nearly knocking poor Mrs. Jenkins down the steps she had just climbed. If it hadn't been for Maddie's cat-like reflexes instantly grabbing a hold of the nearest pole supporting the porch's roof, she would have taken such a tumble. Grabbing Mrs. Jenkins' arm to steady her, the sheriff begged the woman's forgiveness. Why, Mrs. Maddie, I'm ever so sorry, and I do pray you forgive my rudeness and brutality towards one so lovely as you. Sheriff, no need. I understand how busy a man you are. I know that you're likely about some pressing business that I shan't keep you from. Oh, I know, Mrs. Maddie, you're not keeping me from a thing at all. I cherish the moments I get to spend with the finer, more respectable members of the fair sex. Seeing a face so lovely as yours'n is a true pleasure. You southern boys, Mrs. Jenkins began, you have a way about you most men simply do not possess. Well, my mother always did tell me that I should be kind to lady folk. My mother was the purest and genteelest of all hearts you would ever meet 
and I have made it my life's work to treat all women as if they were as wonderful and kind as my mother, unless they give me a reason not to be so inclined. I appreciate your benevolence toward my person, dear Sheriff. I take it that you've heard that we are to get a new minister shortly. Yes, I've heard of that, ma'am, but I'm afraid I do not know of this new minister that is to tend the flock of this region. The sheriff had a certain gruff appearance to him and suggested to many that he was constantly angry, though he was quite often the happiest among men.